Welcome to Talk F1 Podcast. This is the first episode ever. In this podcast, we'll be talking about the world of Formula 1. We'll be talking about GP reviews and our predictions for the future GPs coming up. I'm Skylar. I'm the host, and I'm joined with my co-host for this series. We will go by the name Rowdy. His real name's Josh, but we'll call him Rowdy because that's just easier and sounds better than Josh. Nobody likes that name anyway. So, Rowdy... Let's talk about when did you get in to Formula One? Uh, my first race I watched was the 2019 Canadian Grand Prix. And I watched the Drive to Survive before that, the first season. And for people that don't know the 2019 uh, Canadian GP, uh, what happened? Uh, Sebastian got the penalty. And. Uh, Lewis won off the penalty, and then Sebastian replaced Assange after the race. Yeah, that's probably the first actual race I watched the whole way through. Um, probably about the year before, I bought the F1 game, so that's when I started getting into it a little bit, but didn't really watch it that much. And then 2019, started watching a few races here and there. And then, let you know, COVID happens in 2020. I was ready to watch the season because the people we talked to are all getting into it, right? So everyone's amped up for it. Season gets pushed back, so we all have to wait for it. And then it comes back in July at Austria. And since then, you know, F1 races really early over here in America. Since then, I've woke up for every single race. I woke up for about every single one. About every single one, huh? Yeah, I think I missed one. All right, he's got a all-right attendance record. We'll let him have that. That's the introductions. Uh, we don't really like icebreakers much. If you go to college, I don't know if they do that everywhere in the world, but yeah, we won't even get into that. It's a whole other subject. But what we want to get into is the last GP at Spa. Uh, I don't know if you can really call it a GP. Um, I don't know. What's your take on it? Uh, it was wet. Very well. Indeed it was. Um, so, going off that, it being really wet, obviously, um, do you think they could have been anything done different? you think that they should have moved up the race uh, start time? Or, I mean, what do you think? I think from what I've seen, because uh, I'm originally a NASCAR fan. Earlier in the year, NASCAR went to Dakota in the rain and it was a train wreck so just judging off of that i think they made the right decision and how they played sunday out it for the uh safety of the drivers especially with the van at spa yeah we saw that on saturday in qualifying when lando norris was probably the fastest car in qualifying the whole day right q1 q2 top of the chart Q3, it's just a really hard downpour start. You got a lot of other drivers saying, hey, we need to red flag it. They didn't red flag it. And then Lando goes up there, up uh, El Rouge, and then Rex, right? Yeah. Um, so I think we uh, learned a lot from that. Uh, and then we go to Saturday. And then the situation is probably worse than Saturday. Right? Yeah, the rain was pretty steady, heavy. So, 
obviously, as fans, you want the race to happen, but you gotta have driver safety. So, what they did was, and they just went out there and ran four laps in total, but two laps counted behind the safety car to count it as a race. Do you think... Go ahead. Well, it's definitely something new. I didn't know this was like an actual thing till Sunday. Yes. So as many people will know, America, in America, the most uh, popular motorsport is NASCAR. And what usually happens in NASCAR, if it gets rained out on the Sunday, they'll just race it on Monday. So... I guess you can't do that in F1, right? Uh, you got a lot of the marshals around the track that are volunteers that probably have to go back to work on Monday. Usually the logistics weren't work either, but it wouldn't have been terrible this time. Right. The next race was only three hours away. So, I mean, it probably could have happened, but the biggest issue being that the marshals are all vol- uh, volunteers, so you'd lose a good chunk of them. But getting on Reddit today, you get on Reddit every day and check out the Formula One subreddit. Uh, a lot of the fans that went to the uh, Spa GP were posting their experience on the uh, their Reddit post, and it was uh, pretty sad. You know, a lot of people spent a lot of money to go uh, see Formula One. It's really expensive. I should know. I bought some uh, US GP tickets for this year. Uh, it's pretty expensive, especially where you sit on the track. Uh, so once the race gets uh, pretty much canceled, we'll say that it's just really heartbreaking. Yeah, I think they'll end up doing something for the fans or have none. So I don't know. I haven't looked that much into that. Right. You had uh, Lewis Hamilton calling for the fans to get a refund. I don't think that'll happen, but I think they'll get some type of like maybe a discount for next season or something at Spa. I think they can figure something out like that. Yeah, uh, hopefully they can, because like I said, people have spent a ton of money. And when you go to a race, you just want to, well, see the race. But other than that, I mean, obviously when it rains, the day is pretty miserable. And then once it keeps raining, it gets more miserable. And it keeps raining and keeps raining and keeps raining. The drivers found a way to stay entertained, though. That was uh, that was fun to watch. That is correct. Uh, we got a lot of characters in the uh, garage, so you got Kimmy over there chilling in the Red Bull garage, just sitting over there. You had Mick and Seb playing uh, soccer in the Haas F1 garage. Yeah, um, I mean, they were under a red flag for like, what, two hours? Uh, I think the race was supposed to start at 9 a.m. my time, and it ended up starting around noon, so about three hours. Well, it didn't even start. Right. So let's say this race did actually start. Who would the top three be, finishers? 
Well, my original prediction before the Perez incident on the warm-up lap would have had Perez on the podium contended with Max. So I think it would have been something like Max Perez and then either like a Lewis or Ricardo contending for the last podium spot. Yeah, I'd probably go with something like that, but probably uh, Max, Lewis. Then I think he might get a McLaren on the P3, so probably a Ricardo since uh, Lando was starting so far back. But that didn't happen, so we got the podium of Max, George, and Lewis. Obviously, if the race probably started, George would have fell back. I still, I still think, think he would have finished uh, top 10. I think he would have got some decent points. They had really good speed in the rain, and it was it was going to rain no matter what. Just they needed it to slack off some. Yeah, the visibility was uh, not pretty at all. Let's say that. Uh, some drivers are saying you couldn't even see the blinking light on the back of the car. And NASCAR had the exact same problem when they raced at Coda earlier this year. It was really bad. Really, really bad. So, yeah, I don't know what they can do in the future. Uh, I don't know a lot of people were talking about they need to change how you get half points. Like, you actually need to run 25% of the race. So, maybe that's something they look into. Uh, what do you, What's your opinion on that? I mean, it would make sense. I mean, I don't know what else they really could have done this weekend because I'm pretty sure the forecast wasn't much different for Monday. So I think they were kind of in a spot where they had to do something today or that day. It's probably the best solution uh, you could come up with. Uh, obviously, they didn't just want to can the whole event in total. Um I don't know the whole legal side to it, but maybe since they ran two laps, they can call it a race, and then maybe they don't have to do refunds or something like that. I'm not really sure on the legal side, so maybe that was part of the uh, agenda. I know the race director doesn't have any power over that, but you never know. So, you got two laps in, the race counted, you got half points, and now the points are pretty ugly. Uh, looking now with the point five behind some of the... Uh, standings uh very ugly you got mercedes at 310.5 and you got red bull at 303.5 so it's not pretty but that's uh, what we got now so obviously those two are pretty close and then you have mclaren and ferrari they're real close mclaren's at 169 ferrari's at 165.5 and I know that you are a Lando Norris fan. Yes. So being a Lando fan, you're very, you've been looking into this battle the whole season. And I know you've been hard on Ricardo this year, but do you think he can turn around since the second half of the season has started? I think, Spall, if he's going to reach a turning point this year, I think it would have been that spa qualifying because it was his best qualifying easily of the season, maybe the last two seasons. I think maybe that can spark some momentum. I know Lando keep continuing. He would have had a really good car 
uh, Sunday if they got the race. But uh, I think Ricardo could definitely turn it around. He's still got talent. Right, and it's uh, you got to give uh, credit to Ferrari for really having a better season than the uh, the disaster twenty twenty was. Uh, they put a lot of work in the off season. They are up here battling for third now in the constructors. Last season, they weren't even close to third in the constructors. I honestly expect it, coming into this year that I thought Aston Martin would be better than they are, but they're down at 52 points. Obviously, they had their uh, P2 finish disqualified, so that hurt them, but I thought they would perform better this season. So yeah, that's the uh, pretty much the team standings. Um, then you got the midfield: Alpine, Alfatari, Aston Martin. They are going to be battling for fifth on back in the constructors. Then you got Williams at 20 points. They pretty much have that lot now. Yes. Uh, I don't think Alfa Romeo or especially Haas can score 20 points. Uh, but you know. Crazy things would happen, right? Maybe uh, another one of this. Uh, you never know. I mean, a little too crazy. I mean, who knows, right? Uh, we were think about this. If Verstappen doesn't go out there and beat George's time, George wins the GP. It's uh, crazy to think about. And of course, if Lando didn't wreck, he probably would have been on pole. And then he would have been the winner. So it's just crazy how it works in F1. You get these crazy just showed, races. Go ahead. Just showed how important Saturdays are on weekends like this. Correct. Uh, Saturdays, huh? as we learn can win you the race <laughs> or get you a podium yeah and one final thing to talk about Spa obviously if they didn't go out there and at least get half points you would have had people saying oh, there's the FIA covering for Mercedes right yeah I know Lewis was pretty upset about them going back out originally I understand it from both sides, uh, but I mean, I I don't know. It's the first time I've ever seen that before, so. Same. So we close that chapter in the season, race 11 at Spa. It was a crazy one. And we go into the next race, which is the uh, Netherlands GP. How do you think this race is going to go? Uh, I think if Max doesn't win, there's going to be riots there. Now, here's the interesting thing going into this uh, race weekend. Lewis Hamilton is at 99 wins on his career, right? Yeah. What if he gets 100 here? Uh, it wouldn't be uh, the best fan reaction for him, especially with that uh, hostile of a crowd. Or do we have the possibility of Max getting wiped out again? 
Just depends on where Botas starts. No, yeah. Yeah, you guys will learn that uh, Ratty over here is not a fan of Botas. You want to dive into that? I think everyone saw what happened in Hungary. That's all you got? I mean, yeah, that's that's a good explanation. He took you, out... Uh, you want to talk about Lance Stroh? Uh, that was bad, too. That was worse. <laughs> After Silverstone, we wake up, and then we watch the next race, and I, I, I couldn't believe it again. It happened again, but, you know, at least he didn't get, uh, took out of the whole race, you know, he still scored, what was it, a point? Two points? Yeah, you got, I think he got 10th. Um, uh, it's been so long since that race, they took the summer break, but, you know, Obviously, being a Max fan, you want I want Max to win. He's had a good season four so far, six wins on the season, but he still does not lead the drivers' championship. Now we go into the Netherlands GP. He could take the lead of the championship back, or he could lose some more ground. So. Let's get into our race predictions here. Give me your podium finishers at the uh, Netherlands GP. So it's it's a high speed track from what I've seen in like the video game because that's really all I have to judge off of it because I'm the first race there in a long time. So uh, I'm gonna go Max winning. I think uh, this will be where he starts. Well, he started. One last week, too, but I think he'll start winning like the full races again. I think, um, I think Lewis will be second, and then I think that I think that a McLaren can get that third spot with how good they've been. So I'd probably go Lando third. All right, so I'm gonna go Max first, I'm gonna go. Lewis second. And then let's go Perez P three. I could I could I almost chose him, but it's gonna be very unpredictable because I don't think anyone on the grid has raced here any. Uh probably other than some testing, um uh, probably not. Um gonna be wild obviously if it's one of those wild f1 races where you get a random winner that's always crazy uh, like we saw at Ocon winning this year that was crazy I mean you never know I know you're excited for the race after this but we'll get in that to a, another episode uh, Monza coming up shortly you think McLaren yep. will be strong there I think it'll be really strong Really, really. We strong. got a lot of things coming down the pipeline. Uh, one of these races, Red Bull had will probably have to take a grid penalty. So we'll, it be, it's going to be interesting to see which race they choose to do that in. And also, Ferrari will also have to take some grid penalties, which will help you and McLaren. Maybe. Get I that. think. 
I think it just depends on how Lando's gearbox is the situation works if they're uh maybe down one now. Right. They had to change the uh, gearbox at Spa, which didn't get anywhere basically in the Spa GP, right? So it'll be fresh for uh so pretty much it's going to be fresh. I mean, maybe a little downshifts here and there following the safety car, but other than that, not the normal wear and tear on the gearbox. So yeah, I mean, the day of recording this, uh, the 30th of August, I don't know the weather, but obviously if it rains in the uh, Netherlands GP, obviously you'll get probably another mixed top 10, but I still, if we get the full race, right, <laughs> not another spot, if we get into the full race, I expect the usual people up front. Yeah, I agree. Especially if there's no rain. So yeah. Um, so you heard his podium. You heard mine. It's obviously like Max. Max's first official GP. I know Spy is like counted for. But now he has his first official GP to call his own. It's going to be crazy the fans. I, heard, I know before we started this episode. You told me they didn't want the orange smoke. Probably just don't want too much of it. They don't want to blind the drivers. Blind the drivers. Well, that'd be a sight to see, would it not? <laughs> I just looked up the uh, current weather. It's a way out, obviously, but right now it has rain showers predicted during the afternoon. Well, there you go. Will we get another rain race, or is it going to be like a usual F1 race where... It says it's going to rain, but it never rains. And then it rains about five minutes after the race. So, it's going to be a crazy race, I expect. Um, my first every time seeing a race there. So, it should be exciting. And, yeah, I mean, as a Max fan, I hope we can uh, retake the championship lead. Got a good shot. Got a very good shot at that. So that's our prediction for the Netherlands GP. We'll see how we play out. And then when we come back for episode two, we'll see how we did. If uh, we know what we're talking about or we don't know anything we're talking about. Probably the second one. Yeah, more than likely. I know there's going to be some people that watch or listen to this that know a lot about F1. Just give us some time. We're... We're in, Only our, year. we're in our junior year of watching, okay, F1. Um, after watching NASCAR pretty much the whole life, it's totally different motorsports. Yes, it's, uh, it's definitely the easy way to put it. Um, as an American, uh, you grew up watching NASCAR. You don't grow up watching Formula One, so... Having to learn different stuff can sometimes be challenging, but like I've told Rowdy off the show, F1 has become my favorite motorsport now to watch. NASCAR is not my favorite no more. And that has a lot of things to do with how NASCAR runs their stuff now. Uh, the package they're in, the package that they're going to be coming out with. Uh, I don't think nobody likes the wide open full throttle around the track. No, nah, not at all. Um, 
And NASCAR doesn't really just listen to the drivers. I mean, the drivers know what they're talking about. They're the ones driving the track, not the officials sitting up in the booths. So, and the reason F1's become my favorite, I mean, you just have so many battles around the track. Obviously, most of the time it's Max or Lewis winner, right? But you have that midfield battle that is interesting. You have the third place battle that's getting interesting. And I feel like the driver personalities in F1, they're more, uh, what's the word, welcoming. Yeah. Like uh, my favorite NASCAR driver, Kyle Busch, if you couldn't tell by the name, um, he kind of gets uh, talked down on for his personality, which it's it's uh, definitely colorful at sometimes to say the least. But I think that having the driver's personality show is a good thing, and F1 does a good job at letting their drivers show that every week. And I think another thing that's, you know, obviously drawing a lot of people in the F1 now is the Driver to Survive uh, series on Netflix, which, you know, sometimes they make some fake drama, but I mean, that's TV. That's what TV's for. But it still shows the behind the scenes of Formula One, things that we want to see and all that. It definitely did what they were hoping for, I think, by trying to reach a new audience. As you can see by the American ratings, they go up about every week now. I honestly feel like <laughs> this might be bold here, but if F1 raced at a better time here in America, they might have more viewership than NASCAR. I could definitely see it. The only reason I would say no is because NASCAR is uh, sometime on like, the local channels. And F1's primarily ESPN. Exactly. But when they're over here in North America, they turn the races to ABC. It's been a while, so, so I, I don't really remember that. So they know what they're doing. They turn it to the local channel. ABC is a local channel here. It's not like a channel you have to subscribe for when you sign up for TV. So it's a local channel, so more people have it. So they know what they're doing when they come over here. They switch it to ABC. Like this year when they uh, come to Coda, hopefully, knock on wood, uh, <laughs> it's probably going to be on ABC so they can get more viewership. But obviously, yep. As Americans, we still got some things to learn about Formula One. Don't think we're going to come in and like Sebastian Vettel and tell you every world champion from the start of F1 to 2020, right? Correct. Um, I could probably get to uh, maybe Sebastian's first one. We are not an encyclopedia by no means. We just enjoy the sport. It's a great sport. It always provides good racing. Yes, you may have the same winner here and there, but that might change next year, which is great. Um, so yeah, there's just a lot of exciting things. You'll have another season of Job to Survive. So I think that brings a lot of people in. And then, of course, you got, like, McLaren. They do the unboxed, right? Yeah. It's like their own job to survive every week, and there's a, a, a GP. So if, if more, like, 
I know NASCAR is looking to do like a drive to survive thing, but I don't know if they will. Well, they started filming this week for a special they're doing about their uh, their playoffs this year. I mean, it would be smart to uh, do it. I mean, it's worked for F1. Maybe try to see if you can get the uh, global audience. I mean, obviously, you're never going to compete with F1 in that, but see if you can just get into it a little bit. I mean, NASCAR used to race overseas in Japan. Maybe they should start doing that again. But yeah, that's episode one. We got one final thing I want to bring up uh, today uh, that I saw on Reddit. You know, Reddit's 100% uh, truthful every time, right? Yeah. 100% truthful every time. But today on Reddit, I was seeing from uh, racefans.net. They put out an article today. Uh, I hear Alfa Romeo will announce... Uh, Valtteri Botas as Kimi's replacement on home soil in Monza, hence delays in confirming George Russell at Mercedes. So basically, this article is saying that Kimi is going to announce his retirement at Monza this year, and Botas will announce that he's going to Alpha, and George will get the Mercedes seat. I want to add to that because I saw something just a few minutes ago from uh, Callum Eilat. Apparently, he posted something about maybe an announcement coming soon from him. Right. So maybe that means and that's maybe the, he'll be somewhere. That's the interesting thing. That second Alpha Romeo seat. I mean, do they stick with uh, Giovinazzi or do they give it to, like you said, Callum? Because also, Botas was hinting at signing something today. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, I saw that before he posted the uh, picture of the Mercedes he uh, got. He also posted like a little teaser, uh, a piece of paper and a a pen on top of it. So, I mean, it makes sense Alpha's going to do it at their home race. Yeah. So that begs the question... uh, if you had the choice, Alpha or Williams, which one do you sign? Well, I think obviously Williams is the better car, but it just depends on how Botas's, uh relationship is with Mercedes now, right. following everything that's happened this year. So you think he's tired of James coming over the radio? Uh, yeah, I know he's probably not a fan of it. So if we take that out of the equation... I'd say he doesn't care about that, right? Alpha or Williams? I'd probably go Williams. I think they're right. in a really good spot right now to start contending. I think they can get back to where they can battle for maybe like fifth or sixth in a couple of years. Right. They definitely have the brighter future. Now, if... If Botas goes to Williams, you know, that opens up Kimmy's seat. Do you think Mick Schumacher moves over to Alpha? I would. I, th- I think Haas is stuck. You think they're done? Where they are. I think they're stuck where they are until someone comes in and does something to make them better. And when it, it kind of sucks to see since, you know, they're the only American team. Right. But yep. if we never see them. Yeah. Okay. yeah. 
we got in late. We didn't see the time they finished fourth. I might cry when I hear that American National Anthem. <laughs> we doesn't, wait a while. doesn't look like it's going to be a U.S. team. We might have to get a United States driver somehow. So, yeah, that's the article. Uh, supposedly, wrap it up again. Kimmy's going to retire, announce his retirement at Monza. Botas is going to sign with Alpha. And then George gets announced to Mercedes. I know you really like George. You can't wait for that. I just feel like it's the right time to do it, and I don't think they need to lose George. Right. And obviously you have Lewis stating that he wants to keep Botas. I mean, why not? I mean, why wouldn't he want to get rid of him, right? Uh, yeah. It's definitely a tough situation for even the teams because Botas has been there since 2017. Yeah, the year after uh, Nico retired. So, I mean, he's been there a while. He's family, pretty much. But then you got this young driver, George Russell, that comes up, and he's showing talent that he can be a multi-time world champion. So, I mean, I guess you have to jump on the opportunity. Yeah, especially with the other teams having drivers starting to get up there in age. You don't want to lose him to someone like that. The support of Formula 1... Got a lot of good young drivers. I mean, even Max is still only 23. That's still crazy. To even think about, he's already at 16 race wins. But the future F1 is bright. You got Max. If I miss any, let me know. You got Max, Lando, George, Charles, Pierre. Pierre. Yeah, just Carl- Carlos is still pretty young. I think Schumacher's got a bright future. Well, I mean, you think Schumacher's going to Ferrari eventually. Yeah, it's just... It'll happen soon. All right. We're probably forgetting someone about the young drivers, but yeah. I feel like that's... Might get blasted for it, too. But that's okay. Yeah. I told you we were not a uh, encyclopedia. I could probably just tell you about one or two drivers in Formula 2, so... <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I mean, let's just say the future's bright, right? Yeah, very bright. All right. That's all we had to cover today in today's episode. Uh, you got any final words? No, I mean, we just didn't. I mean, like you said, the race weekend this week was, uh, kind of rained out so we didn't really have much i mean we made a decent show out of it tonight tonight but uh i think definitely next race we'll have a little bit more to talk about yes sir and one final thing if we didn't include it uh congrats george russell on his first podium at spa Uh, it's gonna be the first mini we believe yep so congrats to him i know we have to include that i know a lot of people be mad if we didn't so congrats to George on his first ever F1 podium. Many more to come. Many race wins to come. And many championships to come. But that's going to do it for episode one. Hope you guys enjoyed. We'll be back next week for episode two. We'll cover the Netherlands GP. And then we will predict the Italian GP. 
and we'll just see what happens. And then after that, we get another break, I believe. So this is the last triple hitter for a while until I think the about the end of the season. So still got a lot of racing left. The battle for the world championship is still really contested. So we'll see what happens as we keep going. But we will see you next week.